The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. At 9.27, let me welcome Jill Perdue to studio. Good morning, Jill. Nice to see you. Good morning, Ryan. Thank you for having me. I'm, I've got, one of the privileges of the job is I get preview copies of books long before they show up in a shop uh, shelf. And I got yours, uh, I think, around Christmas, and I was really looking forward to it because, well, clever. I know this sounds very superficial, but I'll say it anyway. It's a good cover, and it uh, caught my eye, and it's, it's the interview, it's called. And then I got into it, and I discovered this very, very, very dark um, thriller. I kind of unlike a lot of the ones I've read before because you go to places that uh, are very, very difficult and uh, it, that deal with uh, childcare mm-hmm. uh, or lack thereof and what <clears throat> have you. So what I'll do is we'll talk about you in a moment, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the the the, the, the book uh, in terms of the, I always like to get the nutshell story out yep. so that people, without giving too much away, so people can get an idea of what we're talking about here. Yeah, well, thanks so much, Ryan, for having me here. So in a nutshell, the interview um, is you have a Garda specialist victim interviewer yep. whose name is Laura Shaw. And Laura is kind of a fairly uptight buttoned uh, buttoned up person by the book does her job and does it very well and Laura is tasked with interviewing a 14 year old traumatised girl called Jenny who was discovered late one night there's no spoilers here um, covered in blood um, and rather traumatised and sort of standing in the dark not knowing what to do um, so of course um, Jenny is brought to hospital and one of the first things they discover is that the blood that is staining her clothes and stuff is not hers. So now you have a question where Laura and her partner that she works with, another SVI called Neve, they are brought in to talk to Jenny and get her story. So there's two problems. Uh, Jenny is not talking, first of all. Yeah. And then when she does start talking, she tells a kind of a fairy tale. Yes. And meanwhile... Uh, Jenny's not really the only person with secrets. So Laura has her own secrets. And the book asks the question, which is, this is um, I swear, and I suppose it's a lot about hidden pain. And the question it asks is, how can Laura expect Jenny to tell the truth when her own life is a lie? OK, you've, you've, no, you've not shelled us up. And uh, that's great, Jill, because now we know what we're dealing with mm. essentially. And this young girl... Uh, young woman, it's mm. kind of 14 mm. is tricky, isn't it? Yes. Because yeah. um, she, you, you kind of you want to afford her the intellectual respect of being 14 and at the same time she's still a minor. Yeah. Uh, so it's a tricky place to be in terms of what, how much you want to push her for information and uh, the interview process yeah. from the guard. The special... Yeah, what are they, S- yeah so they... Well, uh, SVI, SVI, so they are yeah. specialist victim interviewers, which I don't know if your listeners have no, heard No, tell them. us all about that because it, it sounds like a very tough job. Yeah, yeah, a, and a really interesting job. So I had never heard of them and when I was researching this book, I got to speak to um, a senior guard detective first and I said, okay, so who, you know, who is the person that first speaks to Jenny? Like, what happens yeah. when, when they, um, you know, when she's brought in? And he said, well, that's what SVI. So he put me in touch with uh, an amazing woman, SVI, who gave me so much of her time. I mean, I interviewed her and we actually became friends. Good. So we, um, she told me all about the training. So um, so they're Gardaí, first of all, mm. and then they do a two-year intensive training uh, in the Garda College, um, covering all aspects of... Um, basically, their job, they are trying to get um, a recorded interview um, for the complainant or the victim. I'm, I probably don't have the Garda technology. Victim is fine. We understand yeah, that the better victim. than... The, yeah, the so they, they work with victims who would be 14 or under or vulnerable adults who, you know, would need help to tell their story. And what they do is they 
they are trying to get a recording that could be used in court to save the child having to undergo the whole cross-examination in court. So that's that, that's their goal, if you like, is to get this recorded interview. Now, um, the interviews as it, as uh, are not kind of recorded as you go along. They have lots of clarification meetings. But what they're trying to get is that one perfect story. And that worked so well for me and what I was trying to do, because yeah. we know as a reader when we're reading it that Jenny has a story but she's not telling it. And that's so that's what that's what what's so clever in, in your book and so well executed is that we go back and we're we're constantly trying to as the reader trying to find piece this jigsaw mm. together going what who what is she saying and she does speak in riddles because she talks mm. about uh, a tower and there's a fairy tale and of course fairy tales are among the most savage mm-hmm. allegories. Yeah. You know, they're not just, yeah. you know, I'll huff and I'll puff and blow your house down. Even yeah. though that is, if terrifying. you break it down, terrifying, which yeah. you got, uh, yeah. you know, the wolf looking at you. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but you you went there, you went into that, that fairy tale. And I, mm. I don't, I mm. think it, if I was listening to this now and somebody said, well, there's a fairy tale aspect, I, I would be put off. So yeah. I think it's important to say that it's yeah. not some sort of magic realism book, it, it, no. which is fine if you're into that on a yeah. given day. This is her trying to, I suppose, um, cut through the reeds of life yes. with, with this uh, p- uh, parable. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and um, and I'm right with you there on the fairy tales. I mean, fairy tales, I suppose it's, the problem is with the word, you know, fairy, so you give this kind of like pink and wings. But <laughs> fairy tales, I was quite obsessed with a book by Bruno Bettelheim when I was in college yeah. called um, The Meaning and Importance of Fairy Tales. And in that book, he goes through all the classic fairy tales yeah. and decodes them about what they were about. And they were really moral codes not just moral, but they were stories to teach children of the resilience and the courage and what you're going to need to survive in life. And that things like, you know, virtue is rewarded and, um, uh, you don't, know, don't talk to don't, strangers. Exactly. And don't give up yeah. and uh, do what your mother tells you and all those kind of things. Mm. So uh, and you're right. I mean, you, I mean, one of my favorite fairy tales when I was a kid was the one of the wolf and the seven little kids. And in that one, it ends. I don't know if people remember, but the, the, the wolf has eaten all the little kids. The mother comes back, cuts them out of his stomach, <laughs> fills his stomach up with ro- rocks and the, the wolf tumbles down a well, I think. So, nice. you know, they're fairly they're, they're, they're vicious. Gr- you yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, chicken licking is essentially <laughs> depression. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the sky's yeah. falling down and, you know, you yes. sometimes feel that yeah. way that the, everything's tumbling. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they are fascinating, but they're not like you say, you know, yeah. gather around children. I mean, even yeah. Ring a Ring a Rosie is about the plague. Exactly. So, so yeah. Not, yeah, everything has a story. But look, yeah. that's, but, but Jenny, our friend, our, 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 I suppose, the, the leading cast mm. member in your story mm-hmm. is speaking in this mm-hmm. slight riddle thing because it's trust. And this is what the, I'm yeah. sure your, your, the guards you spoke to said, yeah. we yeah. have to develop a trust. Yeah. You Even yeah. even here we are this morning, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have to trust me that yes. I'm not going to make a fool out of you yes. or that yeah, I'm going to yeah. mind your, you yeah. know, where you're going. And equally, I have to trust you that you're not going to start defaming yeah. somebody. You know, <laughs> but, you know, when you're across the desk from somebody, yes. when you're a 14 year old child talking to a guard or yeah. two uh, so-called adults talking to each other here, yeah. what do you do? Trust is is key. Yeah, yeah. And and listening. And again, I mean, from talking to the SVI who I was speaking to, um, the amount of time that, uh, you know, they might it, they might use drawing as another technique that they would use. Or they might, if it was a younger child, they might just play with the child. So it's not all about, you know, just asking the questions and waiting for an answer. It's establishing a bond. And uh, they call those earlier meetings clarification meetings. And it's just, I suppose, you're waiting for things to become clear. And, mm. and as you say, for people to trust each other. And what a, what a thing it must be for the guards in question investigating when mm. they do finally untie that knot and the 
yeah. the victim it starts to talk yeah. and says, OK, so you're not a baddie. Yeah. Like, when you're yeah. of a certain age, you'll think all adults are baddies because you've been scarred. Yeah. And eventually you meet the one that you go, OK, now you're into fairy godmother territory. Yeah. And yeah. You think, OK, I will tell you exactly what happened. When, yeah. and, and they get the tape. And they get it, yeah. And it was funny because um, one of the things I had asked uh, the SVI was, you know, it must be very depressing. And do you find that you're, yeah. you know, is it bleak? And, you know, if you have a young family, how do you go back to that? And she said... Uh, absolutely not, because what what they're doing is that sometimes this is the first time that the child has been listened to completely from beginning to end. And it's like they're shining a spotlight on saying, here, tell me, you know, mm. tell us about it. Tell us what happened. So she actually finds it, you know, it's, as you say, so rewarding and amazing when you when you can get that and then save them. Uh, hopefully save them hopefully the defence team will see that yeah. and, um, and, and they'll rescue, rescue the exactly plead, plead guilty and yeah. that's that you know you, 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 there's another uh, element to, to your book the interview which I which I thought was really well uh, sketched which was that of um, in, a, in an abusive situation um, whether that again I don't want to kind of wreck the book for anyone but mm. in, in broadly speaking the, the blind eye factor yeah. Um, is enormous. The kind of, I don't want to know. I can't know. Yeah. I, I refuse to know. I didn't yeah. hear that. I certainly didn't see that. And even though I did both hear and see all of those things, I can't survive if I admit yeah. that. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, d- definitely. And uh, and again, it is touched on the story and that's one of the things that it's another reason why Jenny doesn't trust people because there's one particular scene, I won't say it, but mm. she thinks that it's all going to be okay now because they were, because, you know, real nice people witnessed uh, something really bad happening and she thinks well it's okay they're going to come and rescue now me now you know they'll come around to the house and I'll go and live with them and it'll all be fine and nothing happens um, and it is really difficult and you know uh, and I certainly don't think I have a magic wand and I don't know what you do but I think um, if we can make it a, a, a little bit more of a place where there is a conversation going on about, um, you know, where people can talk about these things, then these things can come out in the light. So it's OK to talk about them. Let me ask you, Jill, about because you were a teacher mm-hmm. and I think this really this really uh, tallies with with, uh, an, again, another theme in your book, which is this. As a teacher, you see a child come into a class of, mm-hmm. say, 25 to 30 mm-hmm. kids. How much responsibility is on a teacher, do you think? To, mm. to spot the child who's in trouble, who st- suddenly develops a stutter maybe, or is, yeah. is, is, is suddenly getting too skinny, yeah. uh, mal- malnourished, yes. yeah. or, is, or acting up yeah. you know, yeah. too much for attention and, or bullying or what yeah. have you. Yeah. And you think, that's not that, I know that kid for yeah. the last yeah. year, I know that kid for two years, three yeah. years, that's not them. Yeah. How much responsibility does a teacher have or is the teacher's job to teach? Well, I suppose then that's a that's a difficult one. But my own experience from uh, you know as a primary teacher was you get to know the children so well. I mean, you have them for a year, and in yeah. some cases we had to have a dual cycle, so you'd have them for two years, yeah. and you might know their older siblings and stuff. And exactly as you say, you can read um, you can you can read when things are going wrong. Um, and now, I mean, there are so many systems of reporting, and if you did have concerns, um, you know, the schools are in, are in touch with yeah. all the various authorities. So so I, I and I think I think there is a responsibility, but I think teachers would feel that anyway. I mean, they would. It has been my experience that if you were worried about somebody, if the, a child was coming in, as you say, mm. showing visible signs of distress, or something, you would be straight on to you'd go to your principal and you'd you'd go through and and see that through that it's yeah. reported. Um, 
And yeah, I think that that's probably the best, the only thing you can do, really. I say it because, you, as you say, you develop a, a relationship with children mm. over a cycle or two mm. or in smaller mm. schools. It could be a whole, you know, mm. a secondary or primary yeah. school experience. And I think the reason I've, I have such a high regard for teachers is because mm. I think sometimes they can save a child's life. Absolutely. And uh, by 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 just that lovely cosmic nudge mm-hmm. that pushes them out of the way of trouble yeah. by either dealing with them individually, getting the principal's attention and therefore that child's life goes on the right path again. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it could be said the same yeah. thing for career wise. You know, a kid is going, I, yeah. they're telling me to be a, an engineer at home, but actually I just want to be yeah. an artist yeah. or what have you. You know, yeah. teachers are so critical. Yeah. And and actually sometimes school, and that's what I had been thinking about, um, you know, during the pandemic. But yeah. sometimes for a child that is in distress at home, school is the only place. School is just the fun place to be. It's the only place where, um, you know, where the problems are. Yeah. You are free from those for a little while. So, and again, you know, a teacher will spot that. And as you say, hopefully can work on that. You, you volunteered on a child's uh, children's helpline. And I, yeah. I, I want to ask you a little bit about that because it all feeds into the, yeah. you know, you talked about your research with the guards, yeah. um, uh, but equally with this helpline. Yeah. It's something I couldn't do. I don't think I had to have the strength to do it. But tell me yeah. a little bit about what that was like. Uh, well, it was a, a very long time ago now. So it was not yeah. long after I left teacher training college, which is a very long time ago. Okay. Um, but I've always been interested in well, children anyway and yes. child psychology. Psychology. So, um, so we got a very good training. It was with Childline, and we were trained. Right. And there was, um, um, and actually, I thought it would be very difficult at that. But I, again, I suppose a bit like the SVI had been saying to me, you feel like you are, you are listening. Well, you are listening to children, but you feel like you are helping them unburden themselves. And if you know. I mean, obviously, we're non-directive, but um, helping them get the help that they need when they are ready to to get it. Um, and one of the things it did teach, and I do talk a lot, but one of the things it did, um, it did help me learn was to just listen. Mm-hmm. And in the interview, I think there are, and even when I was writing it, I was trying to kind of uh, get the pace right because sometimes there are really, really big, long silences. Um, and that's why you have so much going on in their heads, in both of the uh, yeah. in both of the, the people's heads. It's cat and mouse, isn't yeah. it, in some ways. Yeah. You said uh, that, uh, you, 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 that you've been struck by the grim business of yeah. being a child. Yeah. Um, we tend to not like to acknowledge that as people because we just think kids are great and they're gas and they're yeah. having the crack. But yeah. the, I, I think that's a very pithy, uh, insightful phrase. Yeah. Well, and so thanks for that. Um, I, it's, I think it's just one of my hobby horses. So I feel that the further you get from childhood, sometimes the more you forget and the more you romanticize it and yes. sanitize it. And um, I don't know. We don't do spoilers, but you know you do. Don't the do too to- many spoilers. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, it's not in the book, but oh, you know God. you do like you know the tooth fairy and Santa yeah, Claus, which are all yeah. real, as we know. All yes, real, God. absolutely. And we we put lots of emphasis on all those lovely things for yes, children, yes. Um, which is great. Um, but sometimes uh, there is a whole other world, and and in the same way as you know, we're living our lives and we're going in out of work, and there's the cut and thrust of what we're dealing with. Well, for the child, it's exactly the same in the yeah. playground. For some reason, there's somebody not speaking to you, somebody cutting you dead. There's somebody who's got um, you know, who's got a bone to pick with you over an imagined slight. So, uh, and that's just that's just we, even in a situation where there isn't abuse, it is it can be a scary, grim place, yes. and um, if. They ha- if they want to tell us things, I think we do need to listen. 
You can learn to read and you can learn to do mathematics, but you mm. can't learn to be an adult or mm. you can't learn to be a child because yeah. there is no, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no exercise pamphlet, books for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, pamphlet or guide for that. You just have yeah. to find, hopefully that you're guided well and as, as much as possible. Um, just in other things that I wanted to just touch on as well is you talk about a relationship between mothers and daughters. And again, there's a, we're into kind of the blind eye territory there mm. um, and bad choices being made. Um, yeah. Is that Was that important that you got that? In? Yeah, I feel, I, I, well, it was quite difficult um, and I feel sorry for uh, Melanie in a way, the mother, because um, she was very, her role is very passive and but she has basically opted out. Um, That's exactly yeah. the expression. Yeah. She's opted out. Yeah. And I mean, through pain and through suffering and uh, she's been brought so low and she was already in a probably in a depressed, uh, low state at the beginning. And it, it is not her fault, um, but she has opted out. And and in a way, that's what makes it so difficult for Jenny, because the very person who should be protecting her is not protecting her. And one say Jenny says that she feels that she's the mum sometimes and that she's yeah. the one trying to do that and that is just not fair. So often the case mm. uh, when there's a sort of a reckless mm. adult in the mm. situation and the child has to fast track to, themselves yeah. to adulthood to, to try yeah. and mind and maybe protect younger siblings yeah. and, and yeah. maybe protect the adult from themselves. Yes, exactly. So yeah. there's a lot going on here yeah. and like I yeah. said, I would put the warning on, on this isn't uh, your your average uh, thriller or, or, yeah. or crime novel in the sense yeah. that it, 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 it goes to pretty dark places but yeah. it's still, that doesn't take away from what it is. It's your first yes. novel uh, of, yeah. of this sort because I know you've written yeah. for kids before yeah. but that is a big leap yeah. um, and do we, should we, you know, retrospectively thank your father for for persisting in in his encouragement yes well uh, well both my parents uh, so my my mum died in her 60s so she's gone quite a long time but uh, she and I think in the in the dedication I say um, one of the main things was if you wanted to get out of any jobs at home if you were reading a book yeah. mum would never stop you so if, if as long as you, you quickly picked up a book like you know if there's something to that was be your done, shield. that was the shield oh, great. so great I had to thank her for that um but then uh, so my dad um, lived into his late 80s and uh, died in uh, 2018. And he was the Dean of Killaloo and Clonfort. He was, okay. he was. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, and as I call him, a bit of a, a showman. So dad, okay. um, uh, you know, so clergy, obviously we don't want to uh, call the clergy actors, but there's a bit of showmanship with that and a oh. lot of storytelling. Well, you're on stage, yeah, you've, got the, you've exactly. got the costume on yeah. and you're good to go. Exactly. And people are kneeling down <laughs> doing yeah. what you say, so even better. Uh, so, uh, and he had a great sense of humour dad but um, and I must actually point out as well it does sound very grim but there is there is a good friendship and humour part of the story too there is, so there's so, some like fun and in there between the two, the two between Neve uh, and Flora yeah, 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 I like that yeah. too yeah. but yeah no dad really really encouraged me and actually had um, I had just at, at one point when I realised the story because it had started as a children's story a long long time ago mm. and I'd set it aside but um Ran by 2018, I said, no, I'm going to try this again as an adult and I'm going to try and write it. What would I like to read? And I read a lot of thrillers. So I said, right, I'm going to write it for me. So dad was in on that and was following everything that I was writing. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, and I would sort of be writing it before I went over to visit him or my sister be there. And, you know, when my siblings, we all visited him. Um, but he was he would always go no no you go back go back go back to the story how's it going yeah right. no no get that done so encouraged, uh, yeah, so, encouraged. Yeah. so I had to I had to finish it so he passed away then in December of 2018 oh, and sorry, oh thanks yes. but anyway I had to finish it apart from anything else 
for him. And he's, as you say, your, yeah. your folks both remembered in the dedication. Yeah. Uh, Jill, congratulations on the book. Um, uh, somebody else wants to congratulate you. Uh, Wendy, listening in. Uh, I used to teach with... Uh, Jill, many yonks ago in Jobst- Jobstown yeah, in Tower. Yeah. And I loved her style of teaching. She's a lovely person. All the best That's to her. That's so nice. I remember Wendy. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. That's really nice. And Miss Jill <laughs> Perdue was my primary school teacher many years ago. And I remember her so fondly. Uh, from Gemma, who went to oh, it, it was Gemma, I remember in Tala. Do you? Yeah, yeah. What school was yeah. that in Tala? That was St Mailrooms. St Mailrooms yeah, in Tala. That's yeah, it. And yeah. she was on to say that she remembers you fondly. Oh well, I remember Gemma so fondly, and that uh, Dalmatian coat. You remember her coat? I do remember. She had a fab Dalmatian Lovely coat. Lovely coat. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. fair play. Imagine a kid wearing a Dalmatian yeah, coat. Yeah. I love that confidence and yeah. style. It's uh, abs- individual. Gemma, major style. I'd say she's major style young woman now. Oh, so, I'm delighted yeah. to hear. Isn't it lovely yeah. you remember the, uh, both colleagues and, and, and pupils after all this time? Uh, congratulations on uh, the interview. A victim or suspect, you decide. That's the byline on that from Jill Perdue. Uh, certainly uh, one of the great books you're going to buy and read this month and it's Irish which is even better Jill well done thank here's you to so many much. many more I look thank forward to, to, to them already and thanks for being with us thank this morning thank you so much Ryan for good having me good look at it all not at all 12 minutes you. to 10